Welcome to From the Ground Up, where we talk to reptile keepers and breeders about all things cold-blooded. Sit back and have a beer with us. Well, some of you are driving. If you're driving, keep your hands tended to and enjoy the show. Welcome to From the Ground Up, our podcast. Today is just Joe and I, and I know it's a Tuesday, a little off, but he was coming back from New Orleans. Um, All our normal intro stuff, if you are looking to buy a snake or a t-shirt or a phone case or anything else like that, we have stuff like that on the website, portcitypythons.com. And if you are looking to buy something on Amazon, whether it's snake-related or not, we have links in the info of this podcast. And if you follow that link and buy whatever you want on Amazon, it will give us a little kickback. And then if you guys have any questions about any snakes, if you have any animals that you see on Instagram, you're like, hey, I thought you hatched that stuff out. Why isn't it on the website? Just message me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we can talk about it. Yeah. Under the table, you know what I mean? Because you listen to the podcast or you watch us on YouTube. Is that your like New York accent voice? Yeah. Well, that was like... That was like my godfather. <laughs> gotcha. Give him a deal. He can't refuse type of thing. You gotcha. Know? Um, do I need to get a bottle opener? Yeah. You want to do that? It's weird when there's not a guest. I can't secretly ask. I don't know stuff. how to. It's hard for me to start without a guest now. Like we haven't done it in so long that. Sorry. All right. Good conversation. Uh, um, so simply was it. Who was it that asked before how to find a corn snake that is lost? Honestly, it depends what size of it. If it's a baby, they're very hard to lose. I mean, that's why my... Very hard to lose? Very hard to find. Like, (laughs) easy to lose. Mostly impossible to find for a small baby if your room isn't kind of cut off from the world, per se. Or, you know, you don't have a sealed room. What you really need is a sealed room, but... uh, she said it's two years old, so it's got decent size to it. So I would just look everywhere that's dark. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing else you what can dark and warm. Um, like baking You're going to use soda. microphone? Uh, yeah, like baking soda or something. Didn't we talk about that one time to follow tracks? I don't know. Um, but I want to talk about. Okay. Really <laughs> no. Get, give her any information. You're not talking to a microphone. I'm talking to yours. Um, you told her just look in dark places. That's not a great answer. Okay. What, what else have you done? Well, I just did a whole Q and A about it, so I feel like it's redundant for for when? YouTube and the podcast. When did you do a Q? Oh, I, in the video, in YouTube. Okay, on YouTube. Well, we have more stuff about it on a video he made since he's pissy. Okay. <laughs> oh no. What did you have to say? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about our um, season so far and things that are going on here. And it's so crazy. And <laughs> I haven't slept a lot. And, and that's not the snake's so... fault. <laughs> you haven't slept a lot. No, no, no. That's this weekend's fault. But um, we just have a bunch of snakes going out. And um, it's not... It's not a terribly hard, like, a terribly large amount of work to do what we do. But if you're gone for four days, it really, really, like, stacks up. Even if you're talking about, like, getting back to talking to people and all that. Um, 
I just thought we you didn't ignore people for four days. No, I answered people. No, no, okay. Well, you're not letting me finish. So what I was going to say is that um, I feel like I need to do a better job of putting like systems in place for for so you can create in invoice when I'm gone or you can create labels and stuff like that like because as long as everything is uniform um like I want to make a template of what goes where so we do a numbering system for our babies and the invoice corresponds with the naming with the um naming system and then also corresponds with the customer so the way i put that on invoice and everything that's all in my head and i keep it all organized in my head but that doesn't do very good for when i'm gone and you're here you know like that just means i can never leave or else that kind of stuff won't get um done because i haven't told you what to do with it right that and even so while you were gone this weekend someone was asking for a picture of a snake and we've been really good about keeping stuff on spreadsheets and everything mm. but i noticed one you would you would input it a picture wrong and it's like it wasn't the correct number but it sucks because i can't do anything about it because all the pictures are on your phone and it's like i tried to go get it but like get a picture but my phone's picture quality isn't nearly as good and just all like uh, i don't i was kind of i died laughing a little bit at the picture that i sent yeah because he's probably like expecting i don't know if he knew he was talking I to you it. Or, i oh, said yeah, it yeah. after i was like sorry for the bad picture <laughs> it was multiple things it was the picture that snake had bit me twice already trying to get a picture of it <laughs> so i was like fuck this i don't want to do this anymore uh, it didn't want like there was just so many things i was so over i'm like i just don't care i'm i'm sending a bad picture um but it's still it's i didn't realize how hard it is to have two people which is like you want two people because in your head it's like oh two people will always make it easier but then we realize it's like, I just want a copy of everything. Like, I wish everything that was on your phone was on my phone mm. and everything, like, there was films of you making the invoice. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I think <laughs> that's, yeah, that's something that, like, business in general, right? Like, if you're going to go from one employees to two, you better have a clear job description of the second person. And you also got to have things in place and standards in place and, Something, you know, universal that I follow, you follow. So we both are on the same page all the time. But, I mean, we're just in the beginning as far as the number. We've never had anywhere close to this number of snakes and things to keep track of. Right. And then, so, therefore, we're, like, kind of, like, learning as we go and messing up and figure out what's good and what's bad and what to keep and what to throw away. And um, I, don't know, I just thought about that a lot today because I was packing boxes all day and was like, there has to be an easier way to do the, do all of this. What do you mean? Packing snake boxes is hard? No. Well, just like, it doesn't sound hard. It's not, it's not <laughs> hard. It's not hard, but it's like creating all the labels or printing out invoices or because I needed to make more labels because we ended up having more snakes going out because you 
sold a snake while I was gone. Uh-huh. So we at least were able to <laughs> accomplish that. Yeah. But um <laughs> but you know, I still had to do the invoice and stuff because I didn't tell you how to do it or the label because I didn't tell you how to do it and all right. that stuff. So um I was just thinking, yeah, we really need to be I, we need to, you sit, need to down like, sit down and watch. But it's hard it. because whenever I do stuff like that is during the day at home. And I'm working. And you're working. Or you're barely home really at all ever. <laughs> so Thanks. Between the two of us, we're not we're ships <laughs> passing in the night. Shit's that what they call it? That's the expression. Yeah. Ships in the night. I, I just so. never heard you say that. Oh, oh, okay. Two Brandons back to back are watching now. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We know. Why is Brandon such a popular name in the snake? I guess it's a popular name in the whole world. Yeah. But it feels like in the snake world, there's a ridiculous amount of Brandons. Yeah, know. we know. More than any other name is yeah. Brandons. Um, I don't know. I don't think you've what done is the it? research. <laughs> There's probably more well, then we know. or something. We, yeah. I don't know one Joe know. in the snake world. Joe Swinsky. <laughs> That's Joe like... Swatowski. I don't know who that is. There's even more Joe Skis than... Uh, yeah, but there's no. That's it. That's two Joes. No, I could think of another. And that's like one. the most common like name it. in the world, but they're not in snakes. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We know like two Michaels. There's yeah, probably more. That makes sense. But, there's a lot more, but, but I don't know. That's a total random aside. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to pull you off talking about names for like 20 minutes. Sorry, Brandon said Joe Monte. Monty. I don't know who that is. Mm. And one Justin. <laughs> Um, okay. Well then what did you want to talk about if you wanted to pull me off of name talk? Well no, I wanna talk about I'm trying to think of what project well we could talk about the Amel Buff thing and um actually no, we <laughs> kinda like touched need, on that before. I feel like you'll need Sarah on for that. Watching yeah. you and Sarah talk about like genetics of our babies, it literally I try to follow it. Like even the other day. So we have sorry, we did a what is the pairing? A coral I can't remember. Coral ghost stripe to mm-hmm. a what was the other one? Oh, to a ghost. To a, just a ghost. Yeah. Okay. Coral ghost stripe to just a ghost, and we made kind of all these different babies. And we were originally selling them. We had the just the ghost babies, the ghost head stripe babies, ghost tessera head stripe. Well, yeah, they're all then, there's ghost tessera head stripe, and, and then ghost, coral, yeah, and tessera, yeah, and then coral ghost stripe. Coral ghost head stripe, but Sarah Moore commented, and can you, in a dumbed down version, explain the coral non like does okay. it exist? Does it not exist? I'm so confused. What's wrong is that wrong? we well, there's something wrong. <laughs> it's, there's an actual, which is why it's confusing. It's confusing for a reason, is because coral was always thought to be a line bred trait that you made. The ghosts more pink. You made the um, snows more pink by breeding the pink to the pink. But, so it wasn't actually a gene thing. It was right. just a prettier version. Something that we just happened to perfect in captivity. Because okay. so breeding like one came out with a little pink, so we bred that one to another one that came out with and a just pink, kept blah, going. Blah, blah. But turns out it's probably more of a passed on genetic traits so oh which is called um a lot of people would call it red factor there's also red coat there's also fucking i'm sure there's some other reds but so uh coral now it's, it's so stupid 
So, is so it not exi- it's not it doesn't exist technically. But it does because we still use it. But <laughs> we used to we used to think that coral also may have come from in the ghost. It may have come from it being annery strawberry. So strawberry is just a different kind of hypo. Put hypo to annery, you get a ghost. Whether it's what do you do? Yeah, hypo to strawberry. Whether it's a strawberry ghost or a strawberry annery or a hypo annery, they act and they still make the go same together thing. in the same way. But we didn't we didn't think that was the case and started calling things coral like for a long time. And then it ended up being red factor. So <laughs> I'm still so confused. I know. Okay. I don't like when we put names on line bread stuff because then I think it gets confusing for the newbies like right. me. Cause it, in my head up until we had this discussion, I thought coral was a genetic thing. Cause mm. I just assumed it. Anything, well, it is. anything else we say is a genetic, you know, palmettos yeah. genetic thing. Uh, my, or Ogatees, gen- like that's not a line bread thing. I well, feel no, like, you're talking about, you didn't know if it was a mutation. Obviously it's genetic. Right, that's what I mean. It's a, I think anything we line, you know, like we have high white ocates. Right. Clearly, those are line bred to be high white, but it's not like you're adding a throwing but, another name. It just could no, not. but you do also because Sarah, Sarah was talking to me about the um, okay. So, <laughs> some people, when they the put a Miami ocate together, they just call it Miami ocate, and then um, and then the second generation, you take that Miami ocate to a regular ocate. And some people would call that a buckskin. And then the reverse version of that, some people would just call it a high white oak tea. Or there's actual high white oak teas that are called high white oak teas. There's no, what? there's really confusing jargon that everyone's used and misrepresented. And because people didn't really know what was going on with genetics. So why wouldn't a Miami oak tea to an oak tea? Why does that? So Changes. I just so what I do is I just sell this is a Miami Oka tea second generation you know Miami Oka tea to this high red Oka tea and now that and also that high red Oka tea mm-hmm. it's high red because it has red coat so we can't call it, we're supposed to call it red coat Oka tea yeah and I think it's I think it's red coat because it made that annery that we hatched out really dark. Um, and then there's some babies that are high orange for their age, and there's some babies that are pretty dull. Um, the ones that are dull are probably going to be more vibrant and crazy even than the high-colored ones, but we're going to keep a few high-colored ones. And we also made some snows and randomly. but yeah. And those have hints of pinks and reds in them. We'll see how those grow up, but... I thought I would understand this after this conversation. No, and I no, definitely don't. It's much more confusing than you you could ever imagine. Um, and I wish I had someone like Sarah who could really take it like more specifically back in history of when everything happened because I know all that of which happened, but I don't know why and who and all that stuff. I feel like in corn snakes, they need to like, you need to get approval before you start calling stuff stuff. Like, I just feel like people start throwing out these names and they're like, oh, this is going to be this. But then you find out or then someone else is already calling it something else. And then it, it just, I feel like there needs to be approval system before you can call something, especially in corns. 
that's also crazy. I think that we should just be clear. Well, it's also because Corns is a little bit older. So it's much easier now to keep in the loop with everyone because of Facebook and all that stuff. But uh, if these guys were in the early 90s or 80s or, you know, somewhere between right before the message boards or even when the message boards first came up, like people necessarily maybe weren't as connected and on the same page. Um, right. And plus we were uh, a lot more naive to genetics, especially in snakes and really ball pythons is the beginning of when it became mainstream genetics and obviously albino berms and stuff like that. But now it seems like if you don't know genetics, like people would <laughs> frown upon you but it's really kind it's of so new confusing. to the community i understand people not knowing it it's hard yeah and even yeah i just it's very hard to understand i feel like you need to be a little bit of a biologist or no no because we're kind of i think the issue is that no one's a geneticist or a biologist and we were naming these things that's probably the root problem. If we knew, if we were genetics, we wouldn't start naming shit right. immediately. See, that's why there and should then... be like a board of geneticists who approve people's <laughs> new shit. I know it's never going to happen because we're all just weird snake people. It's also, like... there would be geneticists that disagree or there would be a group of people that hated the geneticist who was <laughs> making the decision and then they would just do their own thing anyway. So, um, yeah, there's a whole, I mean... I don't think we're all going to ever agree and get on the exact same page. But then it makes it hard when you're trying to sell stuff. Right, right. But, I mean, there's just different ways that people see it. So I want to be very, very one plus one equals two with what I'm selling you. That's a rhyme. But I didn't mean to do that. You had to <laughs> say it again in your head. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of words in that sentence. <laughs> um, so like now you got me distracted with it's all my fault but i think <laughs> it's also important to be very transparent like back to when the girl was asking about coral stuff like we were up front with her and said like hey we think these are corals but we cannot say 100 percent because of all this craziness and it's yeah. like we can sell you one we think is a coral but we're not gonna put that name on it and i don't think every breeder is doing that I think yeah. many breeders would just be like, oh, that's a coral. I'm going to call it, you know, like I have 75% sure it's a coral, coral so I'm going to sell it as that. Mm -hmm. Well, for most people, it's because it's the difference, especially in corn snakes, because it really doesn't matter. It's going to a pet home and someone's paying either $50 or $75, depending on, you know, that one gene that's off. And I can understand that, but... That's exactly how we get people on like the Facebook pages saying, what's my snake? The breeder mm -hmm. said it was this and this. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, yeah, no. Well, why don't we stop doing that? Even though it doesn't seem like a big deal. Um, it would do us all a service, especially people like us who actually answer people. Um, you know, a lot of these people get them on shows or, or someone on Craigslist who, you know, they're it not even a sneak know. breeder. Right. Or, yeah. They may have misunderstood something. So, I think it's important to do all we can to get it right or be transparent about it, even if the customer doesn't care to know all about right. it. Right, you it. should still let them know because they might know, I don't know, three months from now, but for some reason they don't want it. They wouldn't come back to us to ask, they go ask the groups. And so it's like we want to tell them everything now, you know, and do it. And just being 
I think obviously customer service is going to get harder the the more snakes we have, but I think it's nice that we can do that now. Like people have asked us for parent pictures and this and that. I'm like, we also probably mind. talk to people a lot. We probably waste a lot of our own time. Like we're probably not very uh, business efficient as far as <laughs> our customer service. The hours are from when we wake up. So to when we fall asleep and we fucking answer everyone. Yeah. That's so, we'll probably get real sick of that in like a few years. But the thing but... is, it's like, it, it's, it's only going to last us for a couple months of the, you know, when this is happening. Once yeah. we stop selling babies, it's going to go down a whole lot. But then I don't know. I look at Chris Searcy, Ball Pythons 101, everyone on Instagram, and he posts like stories of his DMs and it was like 300 like 300 dms I'm like that sounds and that awful. sucks because i sell probably at this point what have we sold 80 percent of our snakes through instagram oh i thought you were gonna say we 80 sold 80 percent. no no no, no. i thought you were gonna say we sold 80 percent of our snakes i'm like no 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 <laughs> but yes 80 percent of what we've sold i would say is from instagram and 20 yeah. from fauna and stuff none from facebook yeah or no, um, actually, maybe one, maybe yeah. one. Yeah, it's one. also there's no. Um, it's hard for me to get back to people. Facebook is just a whole thing, but I, we don't. I don't post on the groups too anymore because it just gets it just gets lost immediately. Or someone will be like, "That's expensive," or if someone will compare a different snake. For me, it's just. Our customers are like people who came to us for a snake. It's not someone who is looking for a snake. So I don't. All right. Yeah, that's a terrible way to say it. That was that. such a weird sentence. <laughs> um, the, the people who have bought snakes from, from us are people that are looking for snakes from us. They're not looking for Just through any the Kaluber classified okay. to buy any random snake. Um, and that's due to the fact that we actually market. but. And I think that's important for everyone to kind of get that across because I could understand that you don't want to market yourself or do all that, but you're going to probably deal with a lot of bullshit in comparison. Our, our transactions are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Despite I'll send like 50, I checked an email the other day and I was like, we, back and we forth. have 50 back and forth. Like, but, but realistically, um, it's someone who isn't a pain in the ass because they know who we are and they know everything. And then we also have like videos and stuff on stuff, which helps too. But um, I feel like it's good having people just coming for your snakes and for, for you, someone who <laughs> knows you and stuff like that, rather than someone off a fauna from a random um, email. Like we get like no tire kickers in comparison and that's not like a brag oh, or anything it took me a second to, to understand know what that, that means I meaning like that. we don't have like a ton of people who who hit us up randomly yeah and yeah. then don't end up and it, it definitely happens but but i don't it does i don't know it doesn't bother me at this level actually it's probably because we get hit up for random questions all the time because like i feel like some breeders and stuff when when they post something up for sale on a group or fauna or something and then they have to um 
they have to by the way we never hit record on audition so that's a good start <laughs> but, yeah well well i'm gonna extract the audio from the youtube video so don't even bother doing it now okay but um so they don't want to answer the general care questions and the whole like asking you all about the animals and people barely know what a corn snake eats right and we're used to feeling those questions some people are like not like yeah not again but yeah and especially once again ask us in a couple years maybe we'll get real sick of that i don't know and especially for me who i didn't know all this stuff a year ago and i still don't know much it it doesn't bother me because i still have questions and i'm like i can't fault them for having questions if i still have them you know yeah well yeah we've all had questions but i mean i still don't know freaking so much about corn snakes and everything and and Dude, that's not true no uh, what and more genetically like the weird nuances of different things because and i feel like if someone asked me about a lavender corn snake like i can find you someone to talk about it but i am really not because we don't hatch them out. We, we don't, don't have them. Yeah. If you want to identify a honey or talk to me about honeys or buff or stuff that we that we hatch out, like, yeah, I can talk a lot more on that. But um, some different genes that we don't work with or some just things. Because I don't check, like, Facebook groups a lot or anything. Like, I'll talk to... I'll just talk to people like Sarah and stuff like Mm -hmm. that about corn snakes. So, and I feel, and to be honest, we're not like as hooked into the community, even as we are a lot of the other communities, um, as far as that goes. But so there's like a lot of things that go over my head as far as the genetics and the weird names we have for stuff. And there's lines that have come from what, who knows where but it's all it's all just a way to market i mean your animals so that's really all it comes down to so and i want to market it different differently than you know anyone else is doing it just like the people before me who made up the names wanted to do it too you know (laughs) it's just uh we don't do it by calling it like the a cool name or something but we want to do it by you know putting stuff out there in the community more so and um i don't know it's just i don't know it's been cool to do have so many babies and be messing what's been the hardest part about all the babies Mm -hmm. (laughs) the fact that actually it's the space so we yeah i want to talk to you about that actually okay um well you go first yeah so it's been the fact that all of our babies are in the closet and all that and our adults are in the closet and there's a lot of stacking and stuff on top of each other stuff that isn't as streamlined as i want it to be stuff that isn't so accessible so feeding will probably take me like two to three times longer than it should just because our space is really Getting inefficient them down, with putting them all because because yeah. we have a bunch of tubs and small Tupperwares and stuff like that that are stacked on top of each other. Um, it would be much different if you had all pullout racks or it'd be much different even if you have a space where uh, my ideal situation, which I think we're going to set up something like this because we are going to have the space when we move 
um, which if no one knows, we're moving that was in like my five question, days. Because um, we've decided we are going to keep the snakes in the basement in the new place, but it's just a tile floor. There's nothing there. So right now, all of our stuff is in a closet with shelving. So what we haven't even, I can't believe we haven't talked about this. That hasn't come up. What, what the heck are we going to do? Wait, about what? All those babies and stuff. Like, are you going to build something? Are you trying to buy yeah. another rack? I think we should build something. Yeah, what I'm going to do is um, my ideal situation is to have, no matter what, snakes are all along the walls, right? Right. Um, and then what I want is to have a big table in the middle so that even when I do have a lot of babies stacked up, I have room to say, um, this might sound weird for someone who doesn't do colubrids because you're messing with so many little tubs, but um, I will keep like a hundred of the tubs on my left-hand side and have a bunch of pinkies in the middle. And then what I do is I throw a pinky in the tub and I move it to the right. So I said, I fed that baby okay. and then um, keep on putting them in. And then obviously all the ones to the right have been fed already so that I know that when I come back, I'm going to check on the babies. If they ate, put them to the left, give them a check mark on the feed Wait, card. Wait, I thought they were already on the left once you put the thing in. No, I put them on the right. What? Okay. <laughs> so fed babies are on the... <laughs> babies with pinkies in the tub are on the right. And then I saw you ate, I move you to the left. You didn't eat yet, I keep you on the right. So therefore... I'm keeping track in my head who ate, who didn't, because at some point when I'm on the 80th baby, the first baby probably ate. And if I you lose track it. of who I put it in with, yeah, then I don't know if the baby ate or not. I might be able to see a lump, but I don't want to have any guesses or the pinkies down in the substrate. And then it's going to rot in two days. Like you yeah. don't want to miss that, that as well. So those things are things that I need to work out. So that's why I want a but, big table on the end, just more space to move things around. But you didn't talk about what, there's no shelving. Or, and I know you don't want them all on the ground. So you didn't no, talk about that. <laughs> that's what you, you said at the big table part. Oh, but you didn't... I'm probably going to do um, just plastic racking. So not, not these kinds of racks. Um, like one of those. Kind like of... hardware racks. Hardware racks. Um, like you get them at Home Depot. There's these racks that you can set up. Um, I don't know. How, shelving. It's just like storage. Similar shelving. to like in the in the closet or no? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that as well. It's either wire racks or something that is external. I saw this and I've never seen this before. That's a built rack. Well, the thing Obviously, is. If you're listening, you can't see it. But if you're watching, I kind of liked this. because Yeah, but it's melamine. And the fact is that melamine. That rack probably is probably about 400 pounds. Or... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, it's probably, it's probably really like 150, 200 pounds. And, um, and melamine also doesn't hold up well. So we're messing with animals that need humidity. And then that wood is going to soak up. No matter if it's, you know, it's coated and stuff like that. But over time, it will start absorb absorbing. absorbing some water, start chipping, warping, okay. all that stuff. Um, how would it, where is it getting water from? So in the that will last you like a couple years, maybe, and it's heavy as shit. So okay. Um, well, Dan says get some from. Oh shoot, Dan said get a rack from Animal Plastics. 
James yeah, said, yeah, you know, Dan, Dan said, no, it's funny. Is it a joke? Because he's because they he don't, said, they won't get there next week. Like he said, yeah, get a know. get some racks from Animal Plastics. They'll get they'll get there in a week. So meaning like next year, yeah. <laughs> next year, next week. But um, I'm going to. So you, um, you don't want to buy a baby rack? Well, we we I why I don't like using baby racks is because. Most of them aren't really perfect for colubrids, although I think sea serpents kind of makes one. Um, there's a few people who make good ones, but they also kind of um, even the sea serpents one. They're so small that it has like zero grow out potential. It's like it can store the baby from, you know, zero months to maybe two or three. And then they grow out it a little bit too quick for me. But the, what we have them in right now is. It's, it's bigger. It's bigger than really the little yeah. food containers are bigger. So little takeout container is bigger than actually what they make the baby racks out of. Wow. And, and I just don't like putting them in something that's small. I just don't. Okay. It's it's not efficient as far as I don't want to have to move them up all the time. Or you have a baby that doesn't sell for a few months, and you know you got to move it up. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's just what that's what works for me is the tubs. Have you ever heard of Edsel Edsel shells? I can't talk. Edsel shells is what Dan said. Four by two. I don't know what those are. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of them, but um, so you can get like storage shells at shelves at Walmart for you know people's garages. Yeah, that's exactly like Edsel what shells I was, is what yeah. you want. Well, no, I want probably we're going to start off with something like lower quality than that and then build up. <laughs> so but then how many would you put on a shelf? So I would like to um, with the plastics ones, you can saw saw them down so you can be a little bit more efficient with it than, say, a metal one, even though a lot of those you can move them up and down and whatnot. But in a perfect world you have one layer you know one level on a shelf as far as the adults in tubs you know one for each animal but um you know maybe a couple maybe one for each animal for the babies obviously there's going to be some stacking no matter what right but, but i mean we're stacking right now and so yeah stacking is a life lifelong pursuit with the right. babies unless you had wall-to-wall shelves it's not gonna you mm -hmm. know Okay, Gustavo says to build shells like he made, and he sent us. Yeah, a that's exactly the same racks that I'm talking. The plastic rack I'm talking about. So I think they're made, but there's like HDX or something. Um, basically, so you can get these at Home Depot. You can get these Walmart, Home Depot. Um, Walmart has lower quality ones. The Home Depot one that one's a little bit more heavy duty. Um, now that looks heavy. No, no, not? no. They're very light. Okay. So I like that they're ventilated on the bottom. Like they're not that, you know, it has the holes on the, or whatever, not holes, slits on the bottom. Yeah. But his are actually put down so much that it kind of makes a rack. But right. So do you want it similar to that or no? I would probably still be stuck using lids just because um, I guess I could lay. I've seen it done before. I knew a kid who had it who had like, he kind of put, um what's that board that like not cork board but some type of board because obviously there's grates in the bottom so you can't just put the tub in there obviously the snake just crawls out the top you understand uh, yeah, so you need so to you, make it you so need to make it a flat surface 
on top yeah oh so, so you don't okay it's so, not good to have the slits in because then they can just crawl but if it's close enough, and then, like and then the rack, same thing with the board happens with the melanie i just from a perspective says of what white going board on to, top. Mm-hmm. so you don't need lids yeah. because whoever we were talking to i guess it was was it date or um dave kaufman or someone you're talking to recently who said like their finger hurt after flipping lids i was just opening lids i don't even know what i was doing i was doing something the other day trying to find or look at some snakes my finger hurt that was andy who was talking about it was andy yeah Yeah. at dinner literally those little things after 10 of those fuck like my finger is raw and so i can't even imagine Mm -hmm. you when you feed all of them and they're not easy flip like they're hard to open there's some of those babies that you open it and they fucking fly out they jump out of there and then they're freaking just crawling around all over the place it's a nightmare but but it's what so you gotta do it a little bit throw pinky in there but um yeah there's definitely better ways but we also um need to be cost effective with everything and like once we're done moving and we can go back to normal and not spend six hundred dollars on (laughs) u-hauls yeah stuff like that (laughs) once we get all those moving costs out of the way we can think about that but i i like gustavo's idea of that and Mm -hmm. I like how it looked and everything. Yeah. Um, The good thing is that we will have space and you know, that basement's pretty big. And so we can spread stuff out and do what we want. And you guys won't be seeing mattresses on the background of our podcast anymore. That's true. We probably won't even have the computer where the snakes are. So no, yeah, we will. I thought we were going to do both in the basement because you wanted to me. No, we're not because it's going to be 80 degrees. Oh fudge! Okay, well we're putting it up in the office. Why would we have multiple bedrooms and not? What the hell are we gonna put in the other bedroom? Well, then the mattress will be in the back. Baby, that mattress is not going. Yes, it is. Okay, we're on a podcast. We're not not talking about about this. this. You started talking about the mattress. No, we've already said they're both going. Okay, well that's not true. But um, (laughs) don't matter now. It's supposed to be guest bedroom, not. But yeah, we're. (gasps) My hope is to, as far as the podcast, as far as everything, there will be like an actual background or there'll be something mediocrity, yeah, mediocrely appealing in comparison to what we have now as far as the podcast and just video anything goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I'm so mad right now. Why? Because <laughs> whatever. It's okay. Um uh hold on sorry okay keep talking so just setting up everything and taking um i don't know it's not it's not 100 percent thought out yet i mean obviously you guys will see the room i'll probably make a video when we get it all set up of course yeah but um yeah so i'm not 100 percent how it's going to be but um also some things need to be different places and just it's a whole thing what do you mean there's things that I've told you that we need to do as far as I'm not going to keep the carpet pythons in the same place. I'm going to keep the corn snakes. And we talked about putting the green tree back in a tub. Yeah. Which people might get pissed at us for that, but it's for the best for our snake. Well, it's still, it would be a tub that's still tall with multiple perches. Um, right. A really, really big tub. The, the issue the issue is if it was a flat tub that you're putting in a rack. 
which we would no, we're we're gonna give it a good size. We just well, no, some... it has to be smaller. That's the issue. I oh. put, I put like a two and a half, three year old green tree in a two by two by three, and I think it's a male, and he's on the smaller side. So that's what you need for like a giant female, and um, he just isn't doing great in the the big one like he had a bad shed last shed um he still eats he's, every time but he's like looking a little dehydrated mm -hmm. and a little probably stressed out from seeing us so much and all of that stuff so um believe it or not green trees are kind of a pain in the ass to take care of so something like but, this or um, smaller yeah yeah so exactly like okay. that i forget what size those those tubs are considered sorry for people who um, are listening but yeah, we're yeah. showing I lots may, of pictures i may start <laughs> off a little bit smaller than that and see i how found it... this thing on instagram and it has like five different pictures i'm like oh all these things wow, are so I interesting all those pictures um so yeah so something uh, like there's... i've never seen this these big tubs in a kind of rack system so like moving this. is going to allow us to do some things that i've been wanting to do and move some things around to do um just things that I've been meaning to do, but we don't have the space or, you know, having separate rooms is such a big thing Yeah, because um, we do our best to separate people or like if quarantine is happening, we try the best to separate animals or it used to be the closet was quarantine room. And then now we have adults and all this <laughs> right. stuff. And then like, we don't have a quarantine. We have a quarantine corner right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's because like, we haven't been able to we just don't have the plate like where else we're we gonna put it in this apartment there's no other place to do it yeah so i mean we just can't we need to get a space that allows us to have things like a quarantine room an ambient room as well as a room that's regular room temperature for the <laughs> carpet python sounds like your dream house you have three rooms already dedicated to snakes where, well, no, where no. the rooms <laughs> you're already saying you need three different rooms for snakes that's a little that's a little far baby yeah but every <laughs> all i'm saying is that you need different things if you're going to have a collection of different types of animals different species and you're going to be doing it on a consistent basis as far as you don't want animals going out to be mixed with animals coming in i know we we don't have many animals coming in but if one at one point we could have a bunch of animals coming in you don't want to mess up the whole collection that's a super issue yeah that's a super big issue and i mean it's obvious to most people but um some people don't know the general like I want to call them courtesies, but it's more like standards as far as if you're selling animals, you can't mix just you can't have an animal that you just brought in right next to a baby that you're sending out or something like that. You know, there's just too much room there for error and any error comes back on you tenfold. So, so but question, yeah. is it? So I know we always talk about like if we think one is like sick or like not doing well, we will touch that and like not touch any others for the whole day or something like that. But can they not be in a room if you're not touching it? Like it is it is stuff airborne that can affect? Is it or is it only like if I touch this snake and then go and it's sick or, or like? Well, you don't know what it is if it's. But is sick. there is there airborne stuff? 
in snakes? Is that a known thing? I am thing? sure there is. Yes, but I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Because I don't know. Just in my brain, I'm like, as long as I don't touch this one and then don't touch another one. Right, but. But then we know like Nido like can mites. spread no, or like mites can spread. Something like mites spread True. on their own. Yeah. You can't have another one in the room, even though I have had snakes in one, um, a snake in a rack get mites and then the next one it never spreads because if you do it correctly if you, if you catch it quickly enough yeah and then isolate the issue then you're good and by the way that happens the when when that has happened and <laughs> it is not uh anything bad to the people that i have gotten it from but you get out there and you're go to someone's collection or handle animals at a show or something like that that's how you get them most of the times, or that's how I've gotten them at least. But um, haven't had many animals that I've bought and you know brought in have mites. But um, that's just I think we've been kind of lucky in comparison to um people that I know because that has happened to a bunch of people. So um, I've probably we probably talked about this before, but is there um certain types of snakes or substrate or something that's more prone to mites or it just anything everything all the same all up for grabs a cold-blooded animal is near it that's susceptible to mites and everything there's no way i mean you can say definitely newspaper is going to increase your chance of being able to treat them that's because for you sure see them? yeah because you're going to see them quicker or who knows? Maybe that's why, because a lot of our colubrids are on aspen. And although I've had the pythons, I've had, ooh, maybe I haven't had, had an animal coming with mites now that I think about it. Because, um, yeah, I've had, I've treated both pythons and colubrids. And uh, it seems like maybe, maybe the aspen substrate, because I keep the colubrids on aspen and I keep the um, pythons, pythons on, on newspaper. And it seems like the pythons, I have had them spread once and I haven't had. And this is only a occurrence that's happened like three or four, no, three times or so. And if you haven't gotten snake mites, then you just haven't gotten enough haven't snakes. Been or for long enough. enough. Yeah, you <laughs> haven't been keeping snakes long enough because, yeah, you're gonna, it's part it, of it, it it's unfortunately. Like, it's like a common cold and humans, you would yeah. equate it to like everyone's going to get and it it's at easy some point. to treat. And but then I feel like even though it's so common or whatever, I see people on social media still get so much hate for it. Yeah. Or is that because of other things that they're getting that hate? Well, if you're neglectful to the oh, fact yeah. that this is going on or you deny or you anything going on it. or if, yeah, if you bring to a, an animal to a show with mites like Come on, man. You should have at least taken yeah. a look at we your We were talking animal. about transparency earlier. That's not what me. Don't just bring it. Don't just show the world you might. So we're not being transparent that way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just treat that and not bring them. Yeah. And there's uh, many things like that, but. They can't kill a snake, can they? I mean, people will tell you that they will, but honestly, you would have to be neglect it so hardcore for that to happen totally. it will definitely drop their immune system and make them more susceptible to other things totally. i mean just like any uh, common cold makes you just like any yeah. human just like if you got uh, 
yeah, if you got sick, you're more open to other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Huh. But. Oh, gosh. Okay. But we did, talking about mistakes and stuff, we did have our first snake that I've ever shipped die during delivery. So that's not a mistake. Yeah. It's I annoying. I still feel FedEx. shitty about it. I know. And another thing we need to talk about off the podcast, when are you going to send her another one? We're sending it right now. Oh, you're doing that podcast. today? Yeah. Okay, she chose one. Someone needs to stop texting me. Um, because I remember at one point, yeah, she yeah, she, she ended up choosing another snake. So, um, I, I was just whatever, just picked pretty much whatever snake within a reasonable, you know. What did she choose? Range in between. She just got a different sun kiss. Okay, but it was hard because we were both like, because that first sun kiss was the so one nice. we sent her was the best one we had. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, listen, I will give you another snake or I will give you something with more genetic potential or more genes in it because, you know, I want you to get the best experience that you can because I understand that the other one's still nice, but that first one, I know that that's the one that she wanted and I know that that's the one I wanted to give Give her. her. And it just sucks. Yeah. And obviously most people listening. We should should elaborate also on the situation. That's what I was about to explain before you cut me off. Um, Obviously most people listening or watching, you've bought a snake or maybe you've even shipped a snake because you're a breeder. But if you don't know, um, when you purchase a snake through FedEx, which is the only company that will ship snakes, UPS will not do live animals. So you have to go through FedEx, which sucks because that's your only option. Um, and when you ship through FedEx, it has to go to a hub, whatever the closest hub to you is. Oh, it doesn't have to. Oh, you mean during the process, like Memphis? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, not, I'm not saying you have to Because you can also ship it to a local hub, but that's a whole other thing. Right. But I'm saying the sh- going through it, like we drop yeah. it off at our FedEx and then like we were even shipping. It what, goes from our FedEx we were hub shipping to, to like the We were trying hub. to ship to Houston. And it still didn't you tell me it still has to go to Memphis. It still goes through a hub and I'm not sure which hub it is. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, when we ship to what Florida and South Carolina, that area has to go through Memphis. So it sucks because you want to be able to get it there as quick as possible. But it, you know, the processing. And so what happened to us is it went to Memphis. Actually, it was two, it was two snakes going somehow one went out. And our second one didn't. And talking to FedEx is the most difficult process in the whole world. And on one side, they piss me off and they really make me mad. And then on the other side, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, they are shipping probably what? Do you think they're shipping a million things a day? Is that a little high? <laughs> no, that's probably super low. But You think they ship over a million know. things a day? I have no day? idea. I have okay. zero idea. Well, total ballpark. Is... They probably ship over a million things a but day. But I think and they the are thing, probably calls... the number that matters more is that they're shipping probably a thousand reptiles a day, whether you like to think it or not. But there's That's a, crazy. There's enough people that they're <laughs> shipping. Like, like they should know what the fuck a snake but, is. No, but see, at but the same time, I'm to. like, they're shipping so it's much. It's a drop in the They're bucket. answering calls all the time, and there's always going to be a problem somewhere. So in, in that way, I'm like, okay. Like, I am just one little person. I mean nothing to them. Like, they have a whole lot, so I shouldn't get so angry. But then the selfish part of me is like, crap. Like, 
why can't you just answer the damn phone? Or like when something goes wrong, you should be able to press a button FedEx and be like, this is what's happening. And it automatically tells the person. So at least we know what is happening, even if they can't fix it, even if it's they cannot do anything about it. Let us know what's going on. That's the biggest There's thing. There's zero I want communication. To know. If you've never had anything go wrong with FedEx, you um you call them and then they make like a little report and then they tell you that someone else will get in contact with you in 24 to 48 hours. So, if you guys know that means that by the time someone contacts you, it's pretty much a matter of life and death of your animal. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, we shipped it overnight for a reason. I don't want it in the box for more than 24 hours, especially during the summer, especially in the South, because it was 95 degrees in the hub all day, which usually is not a problem because I put a heat pack in there, but the heat pack lasts about ice 24 pack? to 36 hours. I always call them ice packs. Oh, yeah. That's well, stupid. ice pack. I thought it was to keep it from getting too hot. Yeah, it, it, oh, is, it is an it ice, is an ice oh, so, why you call, so I'm not wrong. I don't know. I, wrong. Sorry, I said it by accident. <laughs> you should have corrected me sooner. I was correcting myself. I thought, okay. Yeah, so clearly I didn't put a heat pack in there. But <laughs> Although I could have just went with it and you would have called heat packs ice packs for the rest of your life. But, uh, well, I was, or ice packs, heat I packs. always think that you know more than me in the snake world. So I automatically right, second like guess myself. Day. And so I should have. But. <laughs> So I put it in there, everything, but yeah, they, they do have these things called like phase 22s that are supposed to last a long time, but it doesn't, for me, it's never an issue. The snake is supposed to get there in 24 hours and so, it was just shitty. So wait, what did they ex say the reasoning was? You ended up getting a reason, right? You said like something with the plane or. <laughs> yeah. So. Basically, well, they don't. They didn't tell me exactly what happened. All they said is there was an error in the, there was like a sorting error or something. Oh, like, right. okay, cool, that really. So they know, put it in really... the non-reptile area or something. Like, I don't know. It just got lost somewhere between the process and missed a plane and didn't get where it was supposed to. And so, of course, they delivered it 24 hours later. And, and the snake was dead because it's going to Florida. So and it's hot and it's hot and in it, Texas. It's and hot it is in Memphis. Hotter than it's hotter in Florida. It's hotter than the day I intended it to get there. So really? it, it, there's if you're in Texas or if you're in the South, um, you're waiting. You're waiting two weeks for a day that's 92 degrees or 95 degrees so you can finally get this animal out. Right. But guess what? That window is probably small during the summer because here the, the normal temperature rain. is more like 105 the, so for it to be 95 degrees is an anomaly and maybe it's raining or something for one day the only, as i was about to say the only reason it's cooler today is because it rained yesterday rain. yeah that's the only reason and we i think that's like maybe one of three rains this whole summer it has been a very dry summer in dallas and that's why we've been so hot like we feel so bad when we're messaging people being like hey i i, I don't know when we're gonna be able to send this like that, yeah. that's the best thing i can tell you is like we don't feel comfortable like i feel bad that you paid for this snake two and a half weeks ago but we can't we can't do it i mean and even today we'd rather not be sending it right now but so it's it's 88 degrees which is pretty darn nice. good nice. for dallas right now um and we're gonna ship it out in actually like half an hour um mm. so hopefully it'll get even cooler and my strategy with that is always 
the heat will kill a snake a lot faster than the cold, at least with a colubrid. Um, yeah, because we brumate them at 55 degrees. So they're so. used to getting down to the earth. Their bodies can slow down, but when it's really hot, it just overcooks. Also, sorry, Chantel Stone is leaving, and I want to tell her, great, I'm happy you found your snake. <laughs> Bye, and congrats, I guess. Yeah. For finding your snake, but... um. Sorry. So I'd rather them be cold, and because we obviously brumate the animals at 55 degrees, so... The they don't have any problem. Not that I want to randomly go from eighty to fifty-five yeah. to eighty again, but but you'd rather them. Get- but they're certainly going to ship better at fifty-five degrees than they are at ninety. At ninety, a corn snake is that's kind of is already in the danger zone. Um, they really don't take being hot very well, so it's kind of hard to to mess around with that you know how many ice packs do you put in all right so for somewhere uh when i was shipping out to new york um i put in a four ounce because in new york it's going to be 88 degrees oh you only put in one yeah oh okay and then when i was shipping say the south i was putting in an eight ounce uh cold pack and then so it's a little bit obviously double the size and uh What's the biggest and, size? And the boxes are really small. I use um, six by six by sevens, and they're very, very small. What's the biggest ice pack that they make for snakes? I'm not sure. It's pretty big. But what I did to make sure, because this is very specific to corn snakes. So if you ship something else. Don't follow this. <laughs> well, what I did to get where I wanted to be is I put the... I basically set up a dummy package outside and then the four ounce ice pack was at a certain temperature and the eight ounce oh, ice pack a was at a science certain experiment. So should have made a video. So I was, well, it just cool. sucks because like there you're doing like a hundred things at a time. If, so it's like <laughs> hard for me to make a video and doing all that. It's not like I'm just documenting what I'm doing when I make a video. I have to like actually okay. put some thought into it. But, so, well, um, explain your trials. I want to hear. Yes. What was your hypothesis? Well, what I <laughs> so what I did, I, I just shot the temperature at different times and stuff like that, and saw how long it lasted, and um, it did keep. Uh, what was it? I think the eight ounce that I put in there, I put it on the porch. It was probably a hundred degree day. Indirect um, sunlight. In indirect sun, okay. indirect sunlight. But it's still, it's an oven out there. Yeah. It's Texas. So it was 70 degrees in there. For how so, long? Um, for, I didn't check all the way through thawing, but um, in the middle of the day, it was 55 degrees and the ice pack wasn't uh, thawed out at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. So for the eight ounce and the four ounce? You did no, the four well, the eight ounce, when I first put it in there and I put it in a small thing, like I was trying it on top of the deli cup. Okay. It was 55 degrees and then it was a little cold. A little cold. It was 50 degrees. So, um, but I finally found the 70 degrees at eight ounces or whatever works. So I just did that. But I need to do it. Um, I need to do it for a longer period of time. This is to know for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, don't. Totally overthink it, but we've been good 
otherwise. Trump drinks it, knock on wood. I just don't want things to get freaking caught up. So today we'll be shipping out like five. And it's kind of stressful. But and every time until this last one, I always because even when um we had one late. Um, I came a little late last season and it was fine. Yeah. And I always are on the side of it's fine because we never had one die before. <laughs> I know. But now that we did, I'm now we're the worst cautious. case scenario. So yeah. I'm super, super cautious. So sorry if people are waiting for animals. But um, Gustavo said he wants to wait to get his for a while. And it's hot in Florida. Yeah. But also. If I sent you that and FedEx lost it and it died, that's you the... You would kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Gustavo's getting, like, the nicest annery I've definitely <laughs> ever made her. But, well, uh, the good thing is, if anyone else buys it or snakes after this week, we'll be a little bit less worried because Philly's cooler. Philly's cooler. Yeah, that's a nod at people keep buying our snakes. Also... Because we also need to like settle in and I want at least like a meal into them in the new place to make sure everyone's like straight. So, yeah. But, and then also where we have a couple people in Pennsylvania. So, um, Oh, we do. Yeah. That are want to buy snakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that bought snakes, but they're going to wait until oh, we get up there. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. So there's things arranged and things that worked out or didn't work yeah. out but uh but speaking of that to get these snakes out today we have to end this podcast yeah so sorry guys it is we had our weird tuesday podcast and it's only going to be an hour but that is so joe can get to fedex and ship these snakes out before their last pickup that is one positive fedex yeah. i do like that their last pickup is at what eight well, let me explain, I guess, oh, a little gosh. bit on how okay. it works. So okay. I like to, you can arrange pickup of a driver, but what that's going to do is you're going to have your animal in their car, in the truck for an extra amount of time. I don't want that. So what most breeders do, what pretty much all breeders do is bring it right to their local hub. I, I think, I don't know what they call it. Do they call it even a local hub? I don't know. Uh -huh. But ours, um, so depending on how far away your hub is from an airport, Mm -hmm. um or probably how far it is from the hub as well from the big hub yeah so we're lucky that our hub is like right next to an airport our local hub is in arlington which is close to dfw airport right okay and then so they're getting on they're leaving for their flight at 8 30 from the facility so since i know that they leave at 8 30 i go and i drop the snakes off at like eight o'clock um, yeah so that gives me less time. It avoids the hottest part of the day here in Texas. And it's sitting there less. It's in a box for less time. So that's yeah. the method. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Um, also, last announcement. We will not have a podcast next week because obviously we are moving mm -hmm. and we will not be. I won't even be there yet on Monday. Um, I don't even know like if I'm going to have the podcasting equipment or anything like that with I don't know me who's you know taking, yeah it just it's, it's not gonna just the whole thing so we're skipping a week we haven't done this in so i think the last time we skipped a week was christmas um no i did christmas oh you did <laughs> yeah so i don't even know the last time we skipped a week which is crazy but we just gotta we gotta do it there's no way it's gonna yeah. happen but 
two weeks from now, we'll be back with a guest. I'm not telling you. Um, thank you guys for listening. If uh, you message us on Instagram or Facebook during this podcast, we will get back to you as soon as we or can. If you, if or if you, you message me during the weekend and you're like, we got back. this guy isn't talking to me. Oh my god! I, I know, answered I everyone. What are you feeling bad? We answered everyone. Why? I swear no, you no. love throwing me email. under the bus. No, it's email that you didn't answer that you couldn't answer because you didn't, you don't have access to all the things. I got. I answered okay. him. The Todd guy. I got back to him. What are you talking about? No, you're okay. Okay. <sighs> excuse me. If you want to find us anywhere, Port City Python. <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, portcitypythons.com, the portcitypythons at Gmail. We will see That's you guys. That's the right thing. The portcitypythons at Gmail. Next time we see you, we'll be in a different state. Holy crap. Uh, I'm scared. Wish us luck. So much... We might die. I don't know. Uh, we have so much to Sorry, do. guys. So we're so Shut up. on edge. Okay. Bye. It's a rough we, week. You, you have to leave. Gotta leave. Okay. Bye, Later. guys.